Today, I'm talking to Becky Fry, the top agent and team in Dallas, Texas. She's with Briggs Freeman Sotheby's International Realty. She's known for authenticity and her sense of humor. She's maintained that throughout her entire career, whether it's in the ups or the downs. We talk about how to make it to the top and how to make it easy by making it fun. Thanks for listening to the Jerry Metcalf podcast, where top real estate agents tell how they do it. This podcast is a share knowledge for realtors and raise awareness for Give Back Homes, where real estate professionals work together for social good. Jet Centers Aviation, Bentley Atlanta, Legends Global, thank you for your sponsorship. All right, everybody, it's the Jerry Metcalf podcast where top real estate agents tell how they do it. And today we have Becky Fry from Dallas, Texas. She is a top agent and team in Dallas and with Briggs Sotheby's International Realty. Becky, thank you for being Hi, here today. Jerry. Hi, Hi. I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for having me. This is fun. It's good for you. It's good to have you. Thank you. And I have so much I want to ask you because I know you so well and we're gonna have fun but let's start with how did you decide to be a real estate agent and how or did you fall into it and how did that all happen how'd you get here today i did fall into it completely most people so do. i got out of college and i was working and um I, a lady came into this retail shop where i was and brought in several bags and then to return them and then i ended up selling her like five bags and she left and she came back the next day and she goes Okay, you totally sold me. She goes, have you ever thought about going into real estate? And I said, no, no, my mom sold real estate. I could do that. But she said, I want you to come talk to Ellen Terry. So I did go talk to Ellen, and that was kind of the beginning of it. I started out as Ellen's assistant and kind of went from there. Wow, and how long ago was that? Oh, I don't know if you want to say 33 years. (laughs) 33 years ago? (laughs) That's not possible. Um, we're not even going to go there, but I can't believe that's crazy. I can't believe yeah, it's that. A, it's it's a long time ago. And you stayed in it for 33, which nobody does that. That's incredible. No, no wonder you're so successful. So, you know, I, no, I go feel ahead. Good that I have a career that I like. That's the good thing. You and you're good at it. You've got. I mean, I don't. I'm. We're going to get to it, but your marketing is unbelievable. So anyway, so you became a real estate agent. You're an assistant. And then did you know, was this kind of like, all right, I'm just going to be an assistant or did you know, when did you know? Um, so the company I started with, which I kind of think is a good idea. She mm-hmm. would have you be an assistant for nine months. There was no if, ands or buts. You had to find someone in the company to be an assistant with and train. And that person could work out with you what you would earn at the time. And so I, I trained with Ellen and then went off with another agent for, so I kind of did it for about a year. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, I'm ready to go on my own and kind of took off. Great. So you want, you're on your own. Um, and I'm, what I'm leading to is now you've got a really powerful team. So you were on your own for how many years? Oh, gosh, a long time. Um, probably, you know, years ago, production was different than it is today because it doesn't go as fast. Mm-hmm. So as, as, you know, we got as the real estate industry started to speed up, everyone started to have to have more help because you just couldn't keep up as we did in the past. Mm -hmm. So I had an assistant um, probably starting in like 15 years ago, I guess Mm -hmm. I got my first assistant, kind of Brian Buffini time. 
Mm-hmm. Um, one of my friends was doing Brian Buffini, and she called me, and we were chatting. She says, "You've got to get an assistant. You've got to get out of those 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 tasks that are not money making tasks for you." Mm-hmm. So I think that was at the time um, that I hired my first assistant. Wow. So then you hired your assistant, and then that was 15 years ago. And then you grew a team at what point when you'd been in the business? How long? It's kind of, you know, it's kind of evolved. So I had an assistant and then I had two or three assistants until the market crashed in 08. Mm-hmm. And then um, then it kind of it kind of scaled back down to just me again. Mm-hmm. And But I was hit the office every day and still doing the same thing every day, but it was just me until it kind of picked back up in 2010. And that's when I brought someone back in to start doing um, marketing and assisting me and we kind of said let's get a game plan and get it going and it just kind of evolved from there so I kind of have an organic team I think that as, as I needed more mm-hmm. we brought on another person instead of trying to force um, I think, yeah the I think that's the best way to do it then you get the yeah. right people because they're actually feeling you fulfilling exactly, true exactly. needs Right. So when so were you one of these agents that you just became a real estate agent and you were a super a superstar? Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you or were you, you know, was it a steady process for you? When was that point where you hit cuz now you're a big agent, you're on panels, everybody knows who you are, you sell big beautiful homes. Was that did that kind of was it a big bang for you in the beginning or did that like I said evolve over time? Mine grew, mine evolved, evolved and kept growing. And mm-hmm. so I think once when the market we went through the last change in 2010. I started, I really had somebody do business development, marketing, and really built a strategy. And mm-hmm. so then we worked the plan. And that's, I really made a big commitment to marketing at that point um, mm-hmm. and made a big commitment to it financially. That was in 2010. And that was 2010. And that started working. And then it just, I, I just set big goals and we just kept going for them and meeting them. And, and then, like I said, as we got busier, we'd bring in another person to say, okay, now that person needs to take all those things off their plate, and we're going to give that to another person. So tell me, so we get a better picture of what you're talking about. How's, okay. your, team stru- how's your team structure today? Who does so we what? Have, so we have um, a, a listing specialist who just, that's all she does is listings. And so she'll handle the staging and, and getting the house ready for photographs, meeting the photographer writing the verbiage, getting the graphics, and proceeds on till the mar- it goes to market. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have a transaction coordinator who handles, you know, once the deal comes in, they get the, they get the transaction, then they keep all that transaction going through the title company and keeps the team up to date on what's going on. Um, marketing, we have a marketing person full-time, so Lauren does all the beautiful marketing. She coordinates all that. It's amazing, Lauren. Love your yeah, marketing. So yeah. Lauren's yeah. great at that. And then um, I have a showing specialist who, just because a lot of our properties are agent to me in Dallas, mm-hmm. um, so I have a showing specialist who is Jordan, and so she she works she makes showings on our listings and also helps me show buyers, um, and then she's um, kind of picking up her business on her own, mm-hmm. and then Natalie is just she just works with buyers and sellers. She's just a selling agent. Okay. So we've kind of got a mix, and then Hunter just joined the team. That's your so son. That's my son, and so he is going to kind of be a lake house guy and sell, and he's kind of our drone master. He's got the drone and oh wow, doing all that. So it's fun. So we have a good group. Oh, that's great. So, so that's so basically, you've got a huge support system for your business. 
You've got an yes. agent who's helping you show who also does some of her own business. And you've got another agent who pretty much has her own book of business, but she probably gets some referrals from you. Yes. And also yes. kind of rides the coattails in a good way because she's right. got credibility in marketing from you. And then you've yes. got Hunter coming on kind of doing the same thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do they take full advantage of the listing coordinator and the transaction coordinator also, or is that just for you? How do you structure that? Um, yeah, I think uh, Elizabeth will help them with their listing, you know, mm -hmm. appointments and, and do what she needs to do. Um, it all kind of depends on, you know, in springtime when we're all going, you know, mm -hmm. full throttle. It's kind of all hands on deck is what I say. Just go for it. So we have to help each other out a lot, um, busy times of year. But she does, you know, everybody supports each person on the team. Love it. Yeah, so there's, you've got to, everybody understands they're on a team and everybody's help, there to help the big picture right. and help everybody grow, which is kind of how right. you roll. I can see how that, I love Work that. Work hard, play hard is exactly, our motto. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So being in this for 33 years, you've had good times and bad times and seen a lot of changes in the market, seen a lot of changes in the way this business works. One question I like to ask everybody, but there's maybe, you may have five answers for us, but what is the one thing you wish you knew when you got into this business that you know now? And what are some of the good things you've learned over the years? You know, I think if I would have known that it, it changes, but it doesn't change, mm -hmm. you know, I think really you can get so caught up, you know, when you first start out in the business, there's, especially today, it's like an overwhelm of, of opportunities to market yourself or do you do Facebook? Do you do Instagram? Do you do print? Do you, what do you do? There's so much to do, but there's some things that still stay the same. Mm -hmm. It's it's making a personal phone call to someone. It's writing a note to someone. It's dropping by their house. I think we get we can get going with so much, so many opportunities that it still goes back to it's a very personal business. Mm -hmm. And it's and it's um, just like we were talking about this morning. You know, the G and E, the the head of the Ritz spoke, and he talked about how. It's, it's, um, it, it really, the Ritz is a very personalized business, just like real estate is. You know, we've got to remember every day that they, we, we're, they're, they're entrusting us with a very large decision. And, um, and that doesn't change from when I started or to today, mm -hmm. you know, the marketing changes, the Instagram changes and all that, but the personalized aspect of the business never changes. So true. I, I think now we're at that part is even more powerful because I have access to what's available. Right. They have access to all the tax records. They have access to all the information. It's our experience exactly. and our the connection they need from somebody to ground them and walk them through the process. Right. That they'll never stop needing, which is why real estate agents are still, why we're still here in the business, yeah. despite all I mean, the tools and resources. There's so. so much for them to have, but I think a lot of them like to gather all that information. Mm -hmm. But then at the end of the day, they like to have someone who can really help them decipher all the information and that's our job is to really walk them through that process and and make them feel like they're making the best educated decision that they can. Mm -hmm. So you talked about all of the marketing options when you get in this business. There's so many different options, so many things you can do. And you have some of the best marketing I've seen. I mean, you, Thank you. just to, for those of, for those of our <laughs> listeners who haven't seen it yet, you really take the you really have this presentation of competence and professionalism and it's sophisticated and it's beautiful and it's elegant. And at the same time, you're able to connect on this deep, on this very, just the same way your personality is very authentic 
very genuine, very comfortable. You get in this very comfortable place with people. You connect with people and your marketing does that. And I'm going to give an example to everybody of that. And then I want you to go from there and speak to your marketing. Okay. But one okay. of your pieces is great. I think you had it in a magazine and you've got it on a postcard. But I don't even remember. I think it's a picture of the team. But it says it has all these cute things. Like it says, I don't know if it says therapist, but it says consultant, yeah. <laughs> you know, de Bill stager, lover. decorator. What is it? Go ahead. Dog walker. Dog, Dog walker. walker. Well, you know, and then it and then it says your real estate agent. But that right. just brings it in the the way it's so beautifully done. You don't take away the integrity or the dignity of us realtors, as so many of the realtors out there can do with the marketing. And you right. still have this level of connectedness with your customer. So that marketing, it sounds like you really started investing in it in 2010. How do you right. come up with these marketing pieces and where, where do you, how do you choose and what does your marketing look like? What does your marketing platform and plan look like? You know, we kind of, at the first year, we'll set a budget for our marketing. And this, the last, this last year in January, decided to kind of do a rebranding because we've been using the same things for the last few years. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like, let's do a fresh look. Um, so, you know, Briggs Freeman has a, a wonderful marketing department that we have access to, but I also, I use an outside agency that kind of comes up with our concepting mm -hmm. and Lauren kind of works hand in hand with them. So we all sat down and said that, and they know me, so they know that I like mine to feel personal mm -hmm. and has to have a little bit of a sense of humor. Mm -hmm. Um, and so they, they came up with a bunch of different ideas that we said, okay, this is the direction we want to go this year. And I like it to be real, but it has to be professional. I want it to connect with people. Um, so that's kind of the, the package that they put together this year. And we did photo shoot, change things. And, and it's, you know, it's fun because I like people to look at our ads and remember us. Um, but also to know that it comes across a very professional because I think we can do some ads that do not reflect a person, you know, real professional, you know, mm -hmm. aspect of our business. It happens all too often. I don't remember. Yeah. Did you see Brad Nelson has a presentation he does? Have you seen it? No, he, no. he has Ellen DeGeneres on her show. It talks about real estate agents. And she no, has no. this She has this little sequel of all the ads that realtors do. And one it's guy's so good, I'm sure. initials are RAP, R-A-P. Uh -huh. So he, he decides to go on and rap about a house for sale. And that's like the way he market. I mean, it's embarrassing. The things oh that these gosh, people okay, come up with. Do, and you got to see it. But it's yeah. back to that point of they're trying to be personal. They're trying to stand out, but they got the wrong approach. And then you get right. other people who don't go there, but it's so stale. It's just, there's no connection in there. And you've really wrapped it up into one. So when you, on your marketing, you do, do you have monthly, weekly, daily, and what platforms do you use? Print, social media, digital? Okay. We kind of mix it up and we do a plan at the first year too, which I think really helps because it, like I said, again, there's so many options and it can get overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So I think you have to set your budget um, and then figure out what print is big in your city, mm -hmm. you know, and what you can afford to do and where you're going to get the biggest bang for your buck. Um, and so then we go through and we, we plan that out through the year that we're going to be in, what, what magazines we'll be in, what newspapers we'll be in, how many postcards we're going to send how many pieces we're going to send directly to the sphere. Mm -hmm. um, then we did a 12-month a plan for Instagram. So mm -hmm. you kind of knew monthly what needed to be going out and, and have a consistent theme throughout the team so that everyone kind of knows what what we need to look like mm -hmm. um, and keep it consistent. 
Um, same with people on the team and their marketing. They have this. We all have consistent logos to use, so everything kind of stays congruent. Love it. That's great. So it sounds like yeah. you do a lot of print, a lot of postcards, yes. a lot of magazines, a lot of newspapers, which a lot of people are not doing, which probably helps you stand out on those platforms. On the digital component, obviously you've got a website. And what uh, so what social media platforms do you use? We do Instagram, Twitter, we do Facebook, mm-hmm. kind of everything. Okay. I think Jordan, Jordan's the youngest on the group, so she's Snapchat and she does some of that. Um, but you know, our website, you know, we have um, a couple of videos on there. Mm-hmm. We're doing a lot more videos and drones and things like that because we found that that really, um, you get more clicks and people stay longer. Mm-hmm. So we're really trying to integrate a little bit more of that going forward into the next year. And those drone and shots is, give you a much better idea of the layout of the property in general. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. And just doing drones, I think, through neighborhoods that you work in. So that, um, so say if you do focus on a particular area, like mm-hmm. if you're in Buckhead or you're in whatever, or in Dallas, I'm in the Park Cities. And if you do a drone, it really shows people the connectedness of their neighborhood to all the surroundings. It's just another piece of the puzzle. That, That's a great know, idea. Now, do you do uh, that for a video for a like, do you put that part, that drone video footage that you have, do you put it in every, for every listing that you put on the market, or is that just a whole separate video for that neighborhood? No, it'll be, it'll be separate, kind of okay. particular property. But so say if you have several listings in one neighborhood, you can mm-hmm. do a, a nice piece and connect it to the, all those properties. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Okay. Gotcha. Now let's get a little bit into mindset. I love your mindset. I'm going to talk uh, about, so you were on a few panels at GNE, yeah. and my favorite was the one Greg Lynn put together on, it was the Metropolitan Living Group, uh-huh. yeah. and you had the best, I think you were the only, I mean, not to be, not to go sexist on us, but just, yeah, I think uh-huh. you were the only woman up there, weren't you, at a six? I think so. I well, think, you know, there was one, one other lady, I think, from uh, New York. Okay, so there was, that, yeah. there was one other woman, and there was you, but it, everybody was, you know, everybody on the panel was great, but you definitely gave it some flair, which I loved. <laughs> and your great takeaway was everybody, you said, especially you new agents, especially doing open houses, I've already told, I've already told so many people the story, but I just loved it. You said, well, if you're going to go do an open house, and this is just in business in general, yeah. If you go, if you look in that mirror before you go to the open house and you're like, Mm-mm, this is frumpy, Mm-mm. not this sure. This is not working. Honey, just don't leave the house. You just keep take changing the outfit. Just take it off. Just, and just you don't leave. Going. Yeah. And you don't leave that house until you look in the mirror and you're like, nah, now I'm hot. Then you can now go. I'm, I'm out there now. I yeah. love it because that translates into everything you do for the rest of the day at your open house when you meet people when you engage, when you, and even no matter how long you've been doing this, in just your, in just your negotiating deals, meeting new clients, showing properties, exactly. you got it. So I loved that. So yeah, good. Well, you know, yeah. it's, it, you've got to, I mean, it's just like, if I walk out of the house and I'm kind of going, this is not right. I just I'm not feeling cute today. I'm not feeling good. You carry that into every conversation all day long or every person you go meet, you're kind of like, God, I wish I had to put this on today. Even though this sounds kind of silly, like we're talking about outfits, but it it, it does it does show your personality mm-hmm. and it shows your professionalism or whatever you're choosing to do for the day. So I do, and I tell everybody every time I do open house little 
you know, gig here at the office, you know, to help people work open houses. I'm like, do the same thing. I'm like, you got to be hot when you walk out that door. Love and, it. And that's, and that's different to everybody, but it's so important. It's so important. Well, I think your success, it all starts in here. And if I remember I had some hard times in life and I just had one day, I mean, I was like 20 something years old and I was like, uh-huh. none of this out here is going to change until right. this changes. Right. And part of that exactly. is being dressed right, taking care of yourself. It makes it's, it comes from in here. Having so a little time in the morning. I've always been big on, um, I get up early. You know, my son was little, I get up real early, have my coffee, you know, read something really good that, you know, kind of gets you going for the day, maybe journal a little bit, but look at your goals and just think about, you know, what you want to do that day and how mm-hmm. you're going to go forward and, and just kind of get your mindset going before you take out and head out the door. So what is, so, do you, yeah, so obviously you have a routine every morning, you get up, you have your coffee. Uh, so go, walk yeah. us through that a little bit to let us know how that goes. What's your routine every, do you have, what are your routine? Obviously in our, this business, there are things that are not fixed, but what are the fixed right. routine things that you do? Well, the one thing I think you can control is your early morning. So mm-hmm. I've always been one that had to, I, I get up and I say, if I'm going to go to spin at 645 or whatever mm-hmm. it is, or, you know, I'll get up an hour at least before. So I really have plenty of time to have coffee, kind of relax. Like I said, think about my day, read some good material, really get my head straight. Then I go work out or go for a run, either go to the gym or run, come back. I've always, I've, I send a few emails and, and notifications out to people before I go work out. So when I come back, they've all answered me. So I kind of know what direction I'm going or I need to tell the team or, you know, send things out to everybody. And then we're up and going mm-hmm. and, and I've had my workout. I've had some quiet time. I've, I mean, I've looked at my goals and thought about the day and go for it. And do you, what do you do? Is there any, do you have any rituals that you do at night for the day before? Or is that really what you're doing in the morning? I'm I just really don't want to miss any of your good secrets my, while I've got you. My, my morning is my big ritual time. You know, um, I just think that it's just, it just works for me, you know, and I think everybody finds their time. Some people are night owls, but I'm not a night owl. Mm-hmm. Now, what about, what is your biggest, I want to talk about challenges and successes. So what's okay. your, what success are you most proud of or most excited about moving forward in your business? Hmm, let's see. You know, I'm always happy when I run into clients and they're like, oh my God, we love our house. We love our house. Thank you so much. You know, and you just, it's just that aha moment. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to love what I do. I love my career, um, and I'm really I'm, I'm proud of you know sticking with the stick intuitives that I've done all these years you know to stay in the business. There's certainly times when you're going along and the market corrects and it's tough or mm-hmm. you know it's, it's financially tough in our business at times mm-hmm. to to stay the, stay the course and stick with it. Mm-hmm. But it's a great career. You meet wonderful people, um, and I'm really proud of my team. They're, they're a great group. They work hard. We have a fun time. We all try to support each other. And, you know, and I really want to see them all have great success. So I have a lot of joy in, in, in every little success that they have and, and, and watch that growth. And so that's, it's combined. It's just, I mean, I just, I love, I'm really lucky. And I tell people this all the time. I'm very lucky to be in real estate and, have, and enjoy something I do every day. I couldn't agree with you more. I love yeah. that. So in what I know that 
this business presents us with so many challenges. I know for sure I wouldn't be nearly the person I am without it because I wouldn't <laughs> have had the challenge and I wouldn't be the happy person I am without it either because you got to find it. You got to find that <laughs> happiness. You got to find that happy place. You can't let people get you down. You do when you learn to do that in this business. And it, I mean, I, I am. So I say that to say to you, what is, do you have anything is it could have been the recession or getting into this business or just a challenge? Cause we've had lots of them, but any special stories you can give us where you were presented with a deal or, or a situation that looked like a negative. And then because of the way it was handled or just because of how universal intelligence or divine intervention or whatever it might be because of things that transpired, it ended up becoming an opportunity. Do you have any special stories for us like that? I wish I could oh, think gosh. of, I wish I could think of, I mean, it could be as basic. I'm trying to think of a yeah. good one right now. Um, you know, there's so many, I mean, you know, the, you know, the time when, well, I had one recently where I went on a listing appointment six or eight months ago and I, I'm very straight shooter on pricing. Mm -hmm. I really try to be honest and, and say, this is where I think you're going to sell. And I really do a lot of research and study it and try to tell them. And so they had interviewed three people and they called me and said, well, we're going to go with someone else. And I said, oh, mm -hmm. gosh, I'm really disappointed. And they said, well, they really had a significantly different price than you had. And I said, okay, well, good luck. And, you know, I'll, I'll be sure and try to show it if I can. Well, they went to that agent. Then they went to the next agent. And then finally they called me back. And when they called me and I went back over their house, they said, you know, if we if we would have just listened to your price in the first time, first place, you know, and trusted that what you said, then we wouldn't be here today. And it was kind of made me feel good that I, I don't try to just give a price to get a listing. Mm -hmm. I really try to be honest with people. Um, and but I've, I've come with justification for why I have that, mm -hmm. you know, that price or what I'm thinking about their property. Um, and I mean, there are properties I think that we all take, you know, at a higher Absolutely. price. Yeah. Either give you good exposure or there, you know, there's some reason that you want to take that or it's a friend or it's a certain situation. But I do think that it's it, to be as honest as I can. And a lot of people really appreciate it. You know, I've had people call me back and say, you know, we interviewed three people and your price is not the highest, but we feel like you did the most research and you really put a lot of thought into where you, th you thought our house would sit in the market. Mm -hmm. Which makes a big difference. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I think the lesson of that is, and the thing we all learn, the longer you're in this business, the more integrity that you, the more you do the right thing, the more it right. just comes back tenfold. When you're it new in the business, back. it doesn't yeah. feel like it. But as you stay in this business, you it pays off. It so. pays off. And I, you know, I always tell everybody on the team, I'm like, you know, don't ever do anything that you would have to second guess your decision. You mm -hmm. know, or if you don't know an Great answer, advice. just say, I'm, I, I don't know the answer to that, but I'll get right back with you. And call and get the right answer. Don't try to give an answer. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, that's how you build your credibility um, in the business. Exactly. What's your biggest aha about this business? Or what's been the biggest aha, even if it's recent or in the beginning? Or gosh, my biggest aha. A big one have. is this is easy, and all my friends will hire me as soon as I get my license. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's everybody's. Yeah. There's that aha when everyone always calls ah. me. Like, I just want to go into real estate because I can have my, you know, my schedule, what I want to do. And, and that too. You know, yeah. I think the aha for me is, you know, if you want to be successful, you have to work your business like a business. Mm -hmm. And I, there were years, for years, I didn't work it like a business. I, I sold real estate and I kept combined accounts and I didn't have it set up like a business. And then finally, went, 
okay, this really is, I'm going to run this like a business. I want to grow my business. Mm-hmm. And, and so you uh, had to take the step to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, where you're really, you're running a small business under your broker. Exactly. Well, here's, mm-hmm. I keep thinking about it. It sounds like you had a big, and tell me if I'm wrong, a kind of a big breakthrough after that recession. Man, that was awful. Um, yeah. I, I think that changed a lot of us. I mean, I can't. I look back and I'm just like, I'm just glad I made it through. I'm glad to still everybody be here. Everybody just is like, oh my, everybody's like, I, I think there, a lot of people right here are still waiting for the next one to happen. Oh, okay. they're we just can't like, do that. Mm-mm, they're like, you're right. oh, yeah, they always think, oh, is it going to happen again? I'm like, well, it could, you know, if you've done it long enough, there's so many ups and downs. And it, you the biggest thing is how that. are you going to be prepared for the next one? And some of it's right. saving money and some of it's innovation and some of it's, but, but my question for you is, is there some, because it sounds like you've like in 2010, you really took it up a notch and took it to the next level. What happened that made you to do, that made you really just dial in and do that? So in 2010, when I had um, let my assistant go in 08 after the crash. So, um, uh, I had someone who had been in the corporate world and they did team development and business development. They came and joined me and kind of started ramping it up. They were, you know, worked as assistant in marketing and did all the hats at once, but then also started setting up systems. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that we, you know, we always had to pick, we had to pick our strengths. Mm-hmm. And my strength is maybe not systems and spreadsheets and things like that, but my, I'm good at connecting people and, and going out and getting the business. So I think everybody has to learn that what is your strength. Mm-hmm. And so she came in and started setting up all the systems and that's really when, um, and committing to the marketing, Mm-hmm. and just kind of Systems going forward and yeah. setting, setting big goals. Yeah. It's, it's committing to the marketing. And I think by that, which you mean, is, well, committing to getting it being done and committing financially to the marketing. And then, it's scary. It's yeah, scary oh, it to is. do that, but it, it, it pays, pays off, though. It's just consistency. I think that's one of the things that's hard for people when they're first getting into business, and they they start out and say, well, I'm going to, you know, I want to do marketing, and they'll do two or three somethings, and they say, well, nobody called me, so I'm not going to do it. I'm like, right. I know, but you've got to just do it for a year. You've got to just keep doing it. Exactly. You know, it's just, it's consistency. Yeah. Exactly. And um, so the systems, are we talking CRMs? Are we talking workflow? What are we talking? You know, when we did, um, when I first started redoing everything after the crash, um, you know, we were just doing spreadsheets and kind of did everything through, you know, just on the computer, how we, we set it up with, you know, listing spreadsheets, seller spreadsheets, buyer spreadsheets, um, and then just studied it every Monday, had a meeting, went over it. Today, we do use a CRM, um, and there's so many good ones out there. You know, Which one do y'all can, use? We have one that was designed just for us called Dot .info. Um, okay. And I think Briggs is looking at one right now. Does your office use one in particular? Well, they're looking at one right now, but we don't have... Uh-huh. I'm, 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 st- I'm a spreadsheet lady like you used to be because I can't, I've tried CRMs and none of them are working for me. Uh, no, they're either too much information or not the right thing or, or not the so right kind. Or, so you right. got to kind of research and ask people and find one that works for you. Um, and then, so then we kept, you know, now we can have our contacts all in there and you know, it just helps you remind you to, to touch base with people and, and things mm-hmm. to do. So that's helpful. But I think the system is just setting up, you know, once I start getting more listings, it's getting a listing person who specializes in that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people start out with having a listing and transaction person in one, mm-hmm. you know, um, or an assistant does all those hats for a while. 
mm-hmm. until you get too busy. Then you need to peel one of those things off from the assistant. And that person then goes into maybe, then you have a transactional listing person. And if you get too busy with that, you can break those two out. Yeah. You know, and you just keep growing. But I think a lot of people get in trouble when they try to just create a team and and it's not needed yet. You know, I think you have to, you grow as you need, need the, need the people. Exactly. And then that, that way, makes sense. it makes total yeah. sense. It makes sense yeah. because that way you're fulfilling a true need and it's easier to get the right person in that position to see that they'll, they're, you, you know what you need and to see that they're properly yeah. fulfilling it. So, but I mean, it's like I said, I mean, I'm not good at everything, so I can't pretend to try to do everything, you know? And so I think we do have to find people who can come fill in those little, those little slots that we're not the and best do at. so much better at it so we can be that so much you're better freed up to go get the business and exactly bring the business. what we're so yeah. good at and, and then what, and what we enjoy so right. um what is a book that you would recommend to read to be a successful anything but especially real estate agent um okay i've got a couple okay so when i first couple. okay when i first started in real estate ellen terry you had a big brokerage here for years uh, she has a boutique farm that um, I, I just adore. And she's always a big motivational speaker to people. And she's a big inspiration for me because she's really the one who sat me down. She had every agent sit down and write their goals every mm-hmm. year. And you had to bring them to the office meeting. That's and you had awesome. to do it. You had to do dream boards. And oh, wow. you, had have, you had them on your desk. So you were looking at them all the time. So she really was an inspiration to me to visualize and uh, visualize your dreams and keep keep repeating it, you know, mm-hmm. constantly. Um, and so she had two books she had us read. One was TNT, which is kind of about okay. um, just a personal power within. Um, and then the other one was Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. And they're really pretty simple books, but they're just, they're, they're just good. To, I could go back, I've reread them and reread them and reread them because they just kind of help you those times wow. when you do have fear or you're you just want to you've got to move forward you can pick one of those up and read it and then lately i've read um the go-giver and it's mm-hmm. about um it's about in sales you know the more you give the more it comes back to you mm-hmm. and it's really about being a salesperson in giving mm-hmm. um i really i'm really enjoying it so it's good That's but i'm big book. about reading books and bringing books to the team and sharing them and well, TNT and feel the fear and do it anyway. Uh, I've never heard of either one of those. They're old books. I can't wait. I can't so wait anyway, to read them. They're just kind of old but goodies, yeah. All right, so what is the one thing as we come to a close that you want to be sure or that you would have our listeners remember or take from this interview if there's one? Because there's going to be lots, but if there's one. have fun with it you know you've got to you I think we work so hard and I think that we can get so overwhelmed um and I think you just got to remember that you've got to have fun with it and you've got to treat everyone the way you want to be treated I think is a big a big thing for me mm-hmm. you know I think about that I'm like if, if if I was going through something like that or was I was in fear and I was selling my home for financial reason that's really serious and I want and I want I want someone to be sensitive to that. I love what um, you just said is get, make it's easy when you do a lot of transactions to always remember to get yourself back in your client's shoes when you're talking to them. Yes. What are they really feeling? Not what do I think and what is my opinion because I've done this 50 times already this year but right, what right. are they doing and what do they need because that's actually what I'm here for. All right and so. just remember that 
You know, and it was funny at the GNA, one of the speakers said, he goes, remember to get it every day, make every day your first day. So have that enthusiasm every day that was your first day in real I think, estate. Yeah, I think that was Thomas Wright. He was like, yeah, yeah. not so the second like, day, gotta, Keep it's got to be the first day. Yeah, it's always got to be the first day. You gotta, so that's why you got to have that morning routine, and you gotta, you got to be feeling good when you get those clothes on and walk out the door. So you got to be feeling hot. you got to be feeling hot, girl. And honey, if it's frumpy, <laughs> it's not hot. <laughs> <laughs> go it take it off go don't leave, don't walk out that door until you're hot i love yeah, exactly. it exactly exactly love it oh so, my gosh well uh, thank you so give us before what anything else you want to add to that before i no i just think you know it's just i'm always open for questions if anybody wants to call me that sees this or any other agent well, tell us how to do that to, yeah i'm always open for people to call me or email me and i'm happy to share and i just think it's a great career and um we're so blessed and, and everybody that is in real estate just about you it's a big family you know i yes, love Chris freeman we have a great family here and um it's just it's awesome i really appreciate you having me on this well thank you for being on all right give us your website and your phone number uh, websites uh beckyfry.com and that's f-r-e-y becky fry and cell is 214-536-4727 so give me awesome. a call Thank you, Becky. Thanks, Jerry. Awesome having you.